Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Happy Hour Talks with. Hi, my name is China. I'm Jerry. I'm Raina. And I'm Ruth. And yes, today we have a full squad. Let's go. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. It's going to be really fun. We're going to be talking about Tahitian trends. So trends of today, some that we're rocking with and some that we're not. Um, also, for this season, we're going to be starting to incorporate our new segments. So today's segment is going to be trends that we are rocking with and we are loving. So currently, we have some fashion trends, some book trends, some shoe trends, and all of that. So who wants to start off with their first favorite item they have? I can go first, okay. Okay, okay, before I pull these out, they're super basic, right? But when I wear them, I feel like a bad person, you know? Um, I don't know, like I'm not really a sneaker head. Sneakers are not really that important to me, but these were affordable for me. And I don't know, every time I wear it, I feel super cool. So here they are. They're a little scuffed too, don't judge. They're my white forces, Air Force Ones. And yeah, they're also called all white G Thazos, I believe in other parts of the country. <laughs> So, yep. Who else wants to go next? I'll go next because mine is also shoes. So today I am wearing the Royalty 4s. Um, I don't know that I could call myself a sneakerhead, but I do have a lot of Jordans. And um, I think that with TikTok on the rise, a lot of people are getting into like ones and different types of shoes. So it's made it a little bit harder to get what I want. And those aren't new. So I've had those for a while. But um, yeah, that is my favorite shoe at the moment. So mine is a fashion item and um, they're actually like bell-bottom jeans. I guess people call them flare jeans in 2021, um, but I guess they were a fad in like 1970s and the 60s and they kind of went away, um, but you know, everybody's rocking them. They're rocking them with heels, with boots, um, and I just kind of like how they fit on my body, um, so I hope that it stays trendy for the next few years. Okay, so mine is basically just um, like YouTube book um, videos going towards TikTok. Um, it's been really cool to see people talk about books on TikTok um, because I always felt nerdy for liking to read, but more people are reading now. And um, specifically one of the books that's been really popular this year and why fiction is um, Ace of Spades. I don't know if y'all can really see that book, um, but it's really good, super mysterious. It has black leads, so go read guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so this was our first segment. I hope you all liked it. Comment down below some of the trends you all are rocking with. So in 2021, there are a lot of trends and it's so easy to get wrapped up in them. What are some of the trends y'all have noticed in the beauty industry, pop culture, all of that? What's one of them? I would say like snapback culture for people that just had children and it's a force to like have your old body back or to get it back within like six weeks or something like that. That's very true. I see 
a lot of celebrities literally right after birth, like a week later, they're like posting in their bikinis. And I'm like, that must be super stressful, you know? I agree. Um, I know that some people like when they have their babies, they're already scheduling to have surgeries like immediately after they have their babies. So just, you know, BBL and just having a certain body shape is really in right now. I agree with that. And then going off of what Jerry and China said, um, I've been noticing like literally vlog series about like the healing process from those different surgeries. And a while ago, I can't remember her name, but I think it might've been one of the people on like maybe Love and Hip Hop had like some complications with like her mommy makeover. And she like documented that, like she went to a different country I think she got her breasts and her stomach area like worked on. And when she was like having the surgery, they ended up having to like completely do almost the opposite of what she asked for. And when she woke up, they were like explaining that it was because of complications with previous surgeries she had had. So she was really upset because like everything she wanted was basically taken away from her like they I think they might have removed her breast implant so like seeing those vlogs on YouTube is like crazy because like back in the day like stuff like that would get flagged <laughs> so just like watching that healing process and like how graphic it can be um is kind of crazy to see on the internet and the fact that BBL is a trend is I don't rock with it. Like if you would have asked me that about a month ago, I would have been the type of person to, oh my gosh, yes, do what makes you happy until I saw what I believe was the aftermath of a BBL on vacation about like three weeks ago. So I was on the beach with my sister and I saw this lady wearing like what a maxi long dress and she had on compression socks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Doris, like, I think she just got a BBL because I do watch those videos and those are some of the items they have. And this lady was walking so slow on the beach and she had her mother, I believe, her sister and her sons with her. And one of her son was like one years old and the other one was about like three or four. And it just made me really sad I don't know the complications that come along with BBLs, but I'm like, God forbid, if something would have happened to that lady after her BBL, what would they tell those kids? Like, oh, your mom just wanted a bigger butt and now she's no longer here. So now I'm just trying to like, I don't know if I really rock with the whole BBL surgery snapback culture or just snapping culture at all. And now, Andre, you had your um, son about a year ago. Were you? Did you ever feel pressured, or do you still feel pressured to have like I don't even know what bodies people are wanting now? Um, I actually did feel pressured, and not because of anybody else, it was because of myself, um, because when I was pregnant with him, I really didn't show. And then I was induced at the hospital on a Monday. I didn't have him until Thursday. So my body was just bloated with fluids. Um, and so after about a week or two, I lost the weight really quickly, but then I gained the weight back. Um, and it's taken me all the way up until 
10 months later to start losing weight. Um, my child's about to be a one in a month and a half. And it's crazy because I'm like, now it's taking me so long. Um, I don't really feel pressured to get like a BBL or a tummy tuck anymore. At first I did, like like Ruth said, maybe a month or two ago. But then I started doing research, watching TikToks, watching YouTube videos, and it just doesn't seem worth it. Um, because, you know, like Ruth said, if the lady would have died, like who's going to tell my son, like, oh, so your mom died trying to get a smaller stomach or a bigger butt. And I just don't feel like it's worth it. And the fact that this was on TikTok, um, I think, I don't know what airlines it was, but there were so many women in wheelchairs being pushed around the airports because they just got a BBL. Like that's how crazy it was this summer. And I don't know if it's gonna die down because you know, beauty is always changing, revolving. So I'm like, is the curvier girl gonna be on trend in a few years or are we gonna go back to like slim cut shape? You never know. It makes you wonder like if airplane, well, I, you know, airlines are gonna like make new clauses or just new rules that even though it's supposed to be protected health information that if you're gonna be getting on this airline to have a surgery that you have to let them know in advance, you know, so they can make sure they have enough pe people at the airport or in the airplane to help transport you and that they have enough pillows for you to sit on enough wheelchairs because just so many people are doing like cosmetic flights mm -hmm. and I saw this TikTok of this person capitalizing off of BBL so it's like a uber but for like BBLs did you all see that so like he takes care of you like he lays down the chairs and like I don't know just has you covered I found that very interesting but again this is capitalism we try to gain money off of everything yeah I didn't see, I don't know if I saw that specific one but I saw a woman who kind of has like an Airbnb business for like to have the recovery houses available for women after they have the surgery so she's like doing the same thing and she might provide transportation but it was like focusing on having a recovery house and that being like her main source of income. I mean, that's smart. Like get your check, but I don't, yeah. <laughs> I just worry like if, and not to like wish this on anyone or say this would happen, but like if something happened under her care, if they would blame her or like the physician, that's what I was thinking about, you know? They probably signed some type of disclosure disclaimer to where they can't sue her for being there. And if you're watching this video, I think you should do that. Have like a document disclosure. I don't know. Something that protects you. Insurance. Yes. Because people will come for you and your money. Okay. Um, are we finished with the BBL? Anything else you all want to talk about? How do you all feel about the beauty standard always changing? Do you appreciate it? Do you go along with it? Like, I know China and Drew, you guys are very, very big in makeup. I've always known that, especially Drew. Like, I was your college roommate. You have the ColourPop products. So, like, have you evolved from, like, ColourPop to, I don't even know what's popping now. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I definitely have evolved a little, but since Corona, I haven't been wearing makeup much just because I'm stuck in my house or at work and I don't want to put makeup on, just put a mask on. Um, but yeah, I see myself like buying higher end foundations now. Um, before I used to buy my cool $7 Maybelline foundation. I still go to those sometimes, but it's mostly like NARS or, um, I can't remember, like something MAC, just those kind of products instead of like Maybelline, L'Oreal and things like that. I'm still definitely into makeup. I think doing like mask proof makeup is really in, but um, yeah, I'm still buying makeup. I know for a lot of people, that's probably not, uh, I don't know, responsible considering we are having to wear masks. It's covering up stuff, but you know, when you have to be on camera for interviews or anything like that, you need to, I am going to put on a little something. And Raina, you had a hair transformation. You went from, I don't know, like your hair is more voluptuous, more curlier. It shows your natural texture. Did you feel like that was something you had to research on and follow or you just figured it out yourself? Okay, yeah. So in high school, um, I was natural, but I still got my hair straightened like every two weeks. So like I my curl pattern changed a lot and then going into college um I had like this I guess revelation that I really was kind of sick of maintaining that because like I noticed that maybe like my um because I had switched like bounce around from beautician to beautician and it seemed like my hair wasn't getting as straight as it used to um and I was just like well I don't want to go back to being like relaxed because I was relaxed in like middle school and like the end of elementary school and I had stopped doing that um in like high school but I was just like I don't want to do that and I'm about to go to Kentucky and like backpacks what is bad hair's what is bad like I don't want to have to maintain my straight hair so I really honestly did not know how to like do wash and goes and stuff when I went to college so I used to wear a puff a lot like sometimes my friends would literally be like if I wore my hair different they'd be like I was looking for your puff and like that started to bother me because I was like okay I need to like learn how to actually take care of my hair and not just like throw it up in a bun. Um, and so I started to kind of watch hair videos, but I think the natural hair community on YouTube can be good and bad uh, because I think sometimes they focus on looser curl patterns and like, um, it's just not always inclusive like it should be. So I would get those products, they wouldn't work for me. And so I started to try to find natural um, beauticians because my mom is also natural. So she was kind of doing the research as well. And um, like, I would say the past like two years, I've been able to like figure out what works best for me. I've definitely changed my products. When mm -hmm. I was on campus, like pre-corona, I was like doing good with my wash and goes and everything, but I learned that those products weren't like the healthiest for my hair. So then um, this past like year and a half is throughout corona, like when it was safe too, my mom and I started going to this natural hair salon in Indianapolis and they really teach you like how to wash your hair, how to um, like what products work, how to do a wash and go, which products like don't mix. Mm -hmm. And it can be kind of expensive, but the thing about it is they last really long. Um, and it's just, I think overall healthier for my hair. I will say that not everybody rocks with this, like my form of taking care of my hair because I am like a no butters kind of person. And I like learned that from them. And I know that's a big argument on Twitter right now. Like the no butters, butters, I don't know what that is. So it's like not using like, shea butter based products like stuff like that like I used to use shea moisture and stuff but then the products that I use for my hair salon now are like 
aloe based and like really like natural and like I don't even use edge control I use one of the gels I use on my hair to like slip mm -hmm. down stuff so I kind of had to teach myself because I did feel I wouldn't say insecure about my puff but it was kind of just like I need to learn how to do my hair like I'm getting older and I want to be natural so mm -hmm. I have to learn how to like bring my curl pattern out and not just throw it up. <laughs> that's awesome speaking of products when you all walk through like a beauty supply or a grocery store I keep seeing like the natural hair section expanding and having more products and I barely see the relaxers anymore so I I do appreciate it a lot and I definitely feel like natural hair has been coming back and it's a trend also on the topic of hair we have, you know, braids, we like braids and twists and all of that. And typically some people go to hairstylists, some people do their own hair. Um, how have we been keeping up with, you know, the braids and the braiding trend? Do we do our own hair? Do we go to these natural hairstylists or like braiding hairstylists? And if you do, how is it going for you? I be doing my own hair. Um, you want to go and support these hairstylists, but then they want you to come with your hair blow dry, straighten. You should have already started on it. You got to bring the hair. You got to make sure they have a tip. You got to bring them some food if you stop before your appointment. And honestly, I just feel like they can go to hell because I'm not doing all that. So I do my own hair. I've been doing my own hair for years now. So I'm cool with it. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry, I thought Toronto was fucking on. Um, but I'm one of those people that go to people's homes or to salons to get my hair done. Um, and I've definitely had my troubles. Um, I've had someone tell me that I need to throw my food away um, and that I could buy a snack from their office and they'd have like a little small bag of Cheetos for like a dollar. Um, I've had people just take my deposit and not contact me. I've had um, people cancel my appointment right before it started. Um, but I did find a really good person to do my hair, but I still have to kind of wash, blow dry and all that. But it's not as much as a hassle as the other people that I've encountered. But if I could learn how to braid my own hair and twist my own hair, I definitely would do that. Did you throw your food away? What'd you do? I just went out in the hallway and I ate it really quick. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but the blow drying straight, like it dang near be a silk press by the time <laughs> we go and get it braided. And yeah, that can hurt your pattern. I'm sorry, Rena. Oh yeah, I was just um gonna say that like I do get braids sometimes, and I've had like the similar come with your hair like blow dried straight type comments, but nothing else thankfully. Um, I haven't tried to get my hair braided where I currently live, but in Lexington, I did find a good um, stylist. So if anybody wants that contact information, if you're going to UK this year, I could give you her contact information because she was really nice and easy to work with. But um, I want to learn how to do it myself because shelling out that like 180 to sometimes two plus mm -hmm. hurts my soul for that. Especially because I don't know about y'all, like I love knotless braids, but my hair does not last in knotless braids. And so I'm like, do I have to go back to the traditional, like the ways of the past and just get normal box braids? Because I don't know why knotless. <laughs>
And I do feel like not listen is definitely a trend. Like I didn't even know about not listen until like two years ago, but they're cute. Um, but I've been trying to do my own hair. I like the crochet method. Um, yeah, right now I kind of, I have a bandana on, so y'all don't see my roots, but I typically do my own hair. <laughs> um, do you guys feel like there's, there should be an etiquette to go and to go get your hair braided or done within our community from both customers and stylists? Because I do. Uh, we yeah. shouldn't be getting a Hey Boo text the day of our appointments. <laughs> I definitely feel like there should be standards for clients and stylists because, you know, when you go on a booking website, it's like you can't arrive 10 minutes late. Like you can't have any extra guests. You can't have any food. Don't DM me. Don't call me past a certain time. Like, um, or don't change styles last minute. But then it's like, if a stylist is still working on someone's hair, you don't get money off. Um, I've had people, you know, eat food and then touch my hair. <laughs> um, and I feel like those rules don't apply for them. And I guess, you know, people are like, well, I'm doing it out of my household or you're paying me. But I feel like there should be a little bit more professionalism as well. Yeah, there's a lot of double standards. You have to come and do this whole list of things, but then they can be doing whatever. And I think... The only thing to really rectify is to stop supporting them for a while until they get that this isn't what you're supposed to do. Because you don't want to have to post somebody on social media and try to like defame their character. But it's also like, I came expecting this and you gave me that. And that's a problem. I, one thing that I've thought of, and maybe I'm wrong for thinking this, um, when I see those lists, I'm just like, y'all don't like the tone that I read it into my head. I'm like, y'all don't see that this sounds mean like I don't it's just very like blunt and forward and not in a way that would like make the customer feel like even comfortable and I guess like I don't like confrontation so when I'm like met with that I'm like okay let me continue looking through this black hairstylist hashtag to find someone who doesn't sound as mean I just the rules it's just really weird and then it's just weird because the same people who sometimes are like, don't DM me are on Twitter saying, I wish people would communicate more. So it's just like, <laughs> math isn't math thing. I don't understand. And we were, we were in this generation where we saw like our parents, like their um, hairstylist salon was like amazing it was like a sisterhood you would go you will bring food because they know they're going to be there for a while they would have like conversation about politics like music it was just a vibe in the salon but now I don't think we have that kind of culture today you know if you go to the old school hair salon maybe but these newfangled people nah <laughs> and I, I don't go to barbershops but I wonder if the men the culture is still the same from back in the day. But I also know that haircuts used to be like less than $20 and now they're like 50 type stuff. Yeah, I watched my boyfriend make like a barber appointment the other day and I didn't know like how he did it before because he's been going to someone different recently. And he was like on style seat. And I was like, barbers use style seat. Like, I didn't know that. I thought you could just like text and be like, man, are you free? But no, like they're getting kind of like sometimes in some instances, just like 
on the same wavelength as a lot of these like independent hairstylists with like the technology stuff. But yeah, you're right, Ruth, because when he looked at it, it was like $45. And I was like, $45 for a lineup? I was like, okay. Like even in college, you all know my friend Will. So this man skipped class. Well, he didn't skip class. Like he went to go get his haircut and he had to schedule an appointment to go get it cut. And he was there for like two hours. So he had to miss class and everything. And I'm like, this is not it. Like, I remember my brother and my dad used to just walk into the barbershop and come out like, I don't know how long it took, but it wasn't this, you know? <laughs> like, and I hope we're getting better treatment for all that we're going through. I hope it's better treatments. Um, what is another trend? that we rock with or we really don't vibe with? I know that we were talking about um, women proposing to men because um, there was a lot of those names going around. Um, but I don't know if we want to discuss that because it may be a little. No, we can. <laughs> I don't think I could. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. So y'all remember Love and Hip Hop, Chrissy and Jim Jones. How'd y'all feel about that moment? I know that was 10 years ago, but how'd y'all feel about that? No, I, I was younger. I was young. I think I was younger, but I still knew like I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Are they still together? They are still together, and that's one of the hard things we talk. People try to talk about equality and feminism and try to relate them as the same things, but I just feel like I don't know. You need to propose to me. I, <laughs> I feel that if it, if I were with another woman, it's different. But with a man, yeah. I guess I feel like he needs to propose to me. Of all of us, would you all propose to a man? Yes or no? <laughs> no. And why not? It's just, I don't know. Some things are just, it, no. I don't want to offend nobody, but. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I'm like, no. But right. I remember watching Love and Hip Hop like 10 years ago. And I remember being young and I'm just new, like, no that's not for me and I feel like he was just degrading her as well at times like and her mom his mom was really disrespectful to her so I'm just like nah and she seemed like such a down chick for doing that or being with him but I'm like I don't know if I can rock with that situation yeah I don't want to offend anyone but I think like there are some traditional things I definitely still agree with and the man proposing to the woman is one that like Tana said it's different if you're in a different type of relationship like um but I don't know <laughs> I, don't, I just kind of think it's awkward I think uh like maybe a year ago I saw someone tweet that they would rather mop the ocean than propose <laughs> to man and that's kind of how I feel a little bit yes I agree um on the topic of femininity though I've been joining a lot of clubhouse rooms and these conversations keep coming up over and over and over. And I don't know if it's within only our community. I doubt it, but people always want to talk about femininity. Have you all heard any discussions on it and how do you all feel about it? Um, I've heard some of the clubhouse rooms, some of the things I do agree with. Um, I know in the past I was saying that like we shouldn't have as much pressure to go into like the black girl luxury movement. I am 100% in 
here for it because it goes along with like the femininity thing. But I think that, I don't know, everyone's personality is different. And just if like you're a little bit more tomboyish, it doesn't mean like you're not feminine at all. And I think there's been like, like you're either super feminine, like wearing dresses, waking up cooking breakfast every single day. And if you don't do those things, then you're not at all. And I just, it's just two extremes mm-hmm. I'm noticing. And then with some of the discourse from a lot of the people on YouTube that are talking about women a lot more now, hopefully you catch my drift. I don't want to say his name, but um, they, I think that's where like a lot of those conversations are stemming from. And some people make YouTube videos about like how to be more feminine. I'm like, I'm just trying to be me, like survive out here in these streets. But um, it's a lot of pressure, especially with social media and with having like Instagram models and many Black women doing amazing Black girl luxury things. Um, do you all feel like all of all the things we've talked about, the beauty trends, the hair the BBLs, do you all feel like this is because of Instagram and the social media TikTok phase we're in? For sure, beauty influencers, seeing the YouTubers do their iced coffee, going to Target, putting on their uh, little YSL, that, you know, it's all the same thing. We just keep seeing it over and over again. So now we like, do we need to be doing that if that's the trend? Most definitely. And do you all feel like with all the surgeries, is it to get that kind of lifestyle? Like, this might sound bad, but do you think like a BBL, a person that got a BBL sees it as an investment to post pictures, to get the money, to have the Black girl luxury? Y'all think, yeah, me too. And I think like, Sometimes like people become like bottle girls and depending where you are, you know, your picture can be taken and it sprawls around on um, social media. So I think that sometimes people do it to see if they're going to get likes or if they're going to get Instagram famous personality that they want. Like a lot of trends today is very based on social media. And even back in the day without social media, how were trends popping in general how did they reach out to customers and consumers without social media because now I can't even fathom it um I would say that the beauty standards used to come a lot from video vixens because like video like vixens are still a thing but like I feel like in the early 2000s it was like all about them like the video girls and so I feel like a lot of women were emulating things they saw in music videos um and it kind of just transitioned into what we see on our IG feed because like the IG models are now the new like video vixens yeah That's a really good point. And like Raina said, I think it was music videos. I know my mom, she was into like in the 90s into wearing like oversized clothing and just being swaggy or whatever. And, you know, you see Aaliyah, Mary J. Blige, Faith Evans and those videos and, you know, having the clothing designers also put them in advertisements. I think that's probably how people were picking up on the clothing trends. Oh, that makes me miss um, video music. What is it called? Video? I don't even know. Video music. Um, music videos that makes me miss them because they were so creative back in the day like a whole entire production and I feel like 
I do appreciate that more. For example, Normani with her newest music video, I really did appreciate that, but I just don't get that kind of vibe anymore or creativity in music videos. And I feel like we should bring that back as a trend. Yeah, I think Normani is trying and then Chloe and Halle are trying. The one that I stand, I'm sorry, I'm obsessed with her is Victoria Monet. I think she puts like a lot of effort into making her music videos really creative and she's like really funny too. So yeah. And I think people try to argue that it's like money. The music industry isn't making the same amount of money in the same way. So what's the point in investing a million dollars into a music video? But you have people that are doing more on much less and still giving us a creative video. So you just need to bring more creative people in the industry. Now, do you feel like celebrities are feeling appreciated by their music videos? Because now we have the platform. We have YouTube to look up music videos. I feel like with our generation, we don't do that on YouTube, but we can do it on TikTok and other platforms. So we just have to be, or these music producers or music industry people should be more creative on reaching out to people. Um, I know I always talk about our school, but um, I don't know if you all know Legend. He was like in UGP a little bit and Okay, well, I don't know his last name, but he is really creative and he just um, was the creative director on a Saucy Santana video. And so that was really cool, like seeing somebody from our school get to do that. So I think some people are definitely like fighting for those, like, like the creativity to stay, but other times people, I don't know, I've been noticing more visualizers than actual videos recently because of that whole argument about like, there's no point, you know? Wow. Yeah, I do miss the creativity and the content. So I will try to be more supportive and I don't know, like I don't even see where to get the music videos. Maybe I should just type up a song and type in music video, but I doubt it even comes out. Um, any last comments on any trends that you all love, dislike, rock with? I was just going to say earlier that um, the whole that girl trend on TikTok is seemingly the kind of opposite of the whole BBL body type. So it's interesting, like seeing the whole two different type, like sides of what is popular right now. I don't, what is that girl is I don't know it China kind of described it like waking up getting coffee like working out doing a ton of stuff before noon basically and being like really skinny so so that's the thing beauty is always evolving so I don't know if you I don't know if we want to conform to it because in about two five ten years it's going to be different just be you in my opinion but yeah that is all that I had to say. Any last comments before we wrap up? Okay, well, thank you all so much again for watching. Um, like, comment, and subscribe, and tune in for our next episode. Bye. Bye.